Okay, we're here. We're live officially. Thank you guys. This was unplanned. So I appreciate you both taking some time today to go live with me. Marilyn, you organized all of this last evening. So I want to um, introduce and thank um, Marilyn Shields, who's running for Lehigh County Judge. And of course, Giselle Fetterman, who's the first lady of our wonderful Commonwealth. Thank you guys both for joining me today for a little bit. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for persisting, George. Yes, I, finally, I got I got you. Um, I want to start in Braddock, or Braddock, however you may say it. For people who, we're in the Lehigh Valley, so believe it or not, some people don't know there are things outside the Lehigh Valley. But Braddock's a smaller town out near Pittsburgh, as you can see, but you both have a connection there. So can we kind of go over both of them? Maybe, uh, Marilyn, you, grew, there, you uh, grew up there for a little bit, and Giselle came there later in life, so... Let's talk about Braddock. How did you both wind up there? Marilyn, do you want to go first? Well, I, I was born in Pittsburgh at McGee. Sure, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I was born at in Pittsburgh at McGee Hospital. That's where all people born in and around mm -hmm. Pittsburgh are born at McGee Hospital. But I was raised in North Braddock on Colmont Street. I've only ever lived in one house in North Braddock. Um, and I stayed there. And Giselle, you were, <laughs> and I read, you know, you were interested, uh, Giselle, in, you read a story about Braddock and, and you know, and wanted to get more information about it. Can you talk about that and what led you there? Sure. My journey to Braddock was different, a little different, a little further away. I was born in Brazil and was there. I lived in New York for a long time and read an article about Braddock and I, I learned about its contributions, you know, the steel that came from Braddock and and then I read about abandonment. It was at the time of deindustrialization and how mass amounts of folks moved out. And having always lived in big cities, I could not understand abandonment. I understand blight, I understand all sorts of issues cities face. Um, and I love cities, but abandonment was not one I had ever seen up close. And I wanted to see what that looked like. I wanted to understand. I wanted to learn. Um, so I came to visit Braddock, and that was 14 years ago. And Braddock, I don't know how uh, much you know about Bethlehem, but it's similar in, in some of that sense. There's an old steel town. Uh, and Bethlehem, if you haven't had a chance, if you do ever see the steel stacks or um, the ArtsQuest campus in Bethlehem, it's very similar to that. And some of the steel from Bethlehem went on to make you know, the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. I know that you had, you were interested because it made the Brooklyn Bridge was a steal mm -hmm. for Braddock, correct? Right. And um, and that's how you meet your, your husband as well. You sent him a letter. He was the mayor at the time. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I've always been a letter writer. I mean, I write to complain about things and to like make things better. I worked, I made sure Chipotle it's funny, but I got them to sell organic apple juice during the height of like arsenic issues in, in apple juice. So I've always been a letter writer. Um, I believe that if you see something, you should do something. You know, you have to I teach my kids to also be active members. So um, I wanted to learn more. And I wrote a letter to the borough. It wasn't addressed to him. It was to the borough. Um, shared a little bit of the work that I was doing at that time on food justice and food access, my love for cities. And that I just wanted to, to visit. So it really just started with a letter. Uh, and 
both of you have had a tremendous amount. You talked about some of the activism that you're involved in. Um, can you expound on that? What are some of the programs? I know that you work with helping to feed children in the area in, in Braddock. And um, what are some of the other organizations that you're a part of? Sure. I have three nonprofits that I either started or co-started in the Pittsburgh region. The first was the free store. It was the first free store in the country, really. And we worked to address food and clothing insecurity, but also the access that exists in retail and merchandises, you know, in stores and wholesalers. It's entirely volunteer run. It's 100% sustainable. We're solar powered, completely efficient. Through those efforts, we serve about 100 families an hour when we're open. That has grown to 13 different locations across the country. And then the next one was Foreign to Food Recipe, which I co-founded. And we work to rescue perfectly good food before it's discarded by grocery stores, wholesalers. Uh, those efforts are national now. We've rescued over 18 million pounds of food through that work. And then for Good Pittsburgh, um, with a friend, we started that. It's really an umbrella nonprofit where our mission is just to do good, right? And that can look like so many things. It can look like empowering folks to do good and also leading the charge. So our work is really women-focused. We run a women's incubator space. Um, we do a lot of work with the community, mainly supporting families and really to get folks out of poverty and break generational cycles. So really long-term, how do we get them out of this place long-term and build stronger families? And we believe it's through women. Okay. Uh, I had this question for later, but I think it kind of rolls into what you had just said and, and toward Marilene. I had really spoke at a recent event I was at and you had addressed some of the why now, you know, why is it important to do these things now? Do you feel like if not now, then when, and if not who, if not me, then who, that sort of thing. I just feel like this election in this last year, because of the pandemic and, and other factors has been, it seems as important as, as ever. Do you feel like that is the case? Like it, it's special because of the time going on. Uh, and everything that we're going through, but it's also important just because. Sure, sure. I think women as a general proposition have been socialized into thinking they need to have the resume complete before they move or move on to the next thing or suggest that they go for the next stretch um, project. Um, Men, I think the, the adage is women are judged based on their resume, men are judged based on their ambition. And that's that's not always a good thing. You, you tend to kind of hold yourself back, women tend to hold themselves back and wait for someone to say, you know, you would be good at this instead of just saying, you know, I, I can do this, I am capable of doing this. And we, um, I've had that experience time and, and time again, but I, I certainly think that COVID times, you know, really bring things into focus. You've got a short period of time. What are you waiting for? There's not going to be a magic time when everything fits and there, it's a perfect time to run for office. There's always going to be something going on at home that I could be doing instead. So yeah, absolutely. You have to just, you know, you go, you just have to go at some point. You have to stop waiting and go. I was, when I was putting some of the questions together, I was saying, like, do you feel like a role model to maybe younger women? But then I thought, you know, I feel like you're a role model now just to your peers or, or just women in general. Um, do you feel that's the case? Or, I mean, I guess you don't think about that as you're doing things, but 
just the fact that you both are, you know, <laughs> very comfortable. Go ahead. I, I'm... No, no, it makes me tremendously uncomfortable um, <laughs> to think that way. Uh, most because it, like, I'm not, I'm not doing it with any grand plan, right? I'm not. Mm -hmm. I didn't run thinking. You know, all the little girls need someone to look up to, or my peers need someone to look up to. It's just, I happen to be the person. It, I, I didn't. I think I've said this to you, George. It could have been anyone. It just happens to be me. I'm not. I, I don't think I'm so ego driven that. I think I'm particularly better or more special, if that's the right phrase, than someone else or brighter than someone else. But I, I am willing to try. I do have that in me that I'm I'm willing. Right. The goal isn't I, I'm trying to do this to look good or to get press. It's like you're doing this because you have the, uh, I guess, the, the opportunity to be able to to invoke some change. Um yeah. Some more. Don't get me wrong. No, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it when little girls, I love that my daughter, Sage, says, Mom, why do you have to tell everyone you're going to be a judge? You're going to be a judge, right? Yeah. You know, I love that right. she thinks that this is for her. I, I, I absolutely enjoy those moments when I, when I can talk to someone who's young, a, a little girl, and they say they feel like they're scene. Um, I cannot tell you that everything I do is uh, thinking about, I need those little girls to really look up to me. I just right. think I'm tickled by the idea that anyone would think I'm special or capable of, of inspiring someone. So if it does, great. Um, but it's, it's, I, it makes me very nervous to say that. <laughs> and, and you're both, um, you know, you're both mothers, you're both young mothers who are I don't know how you find time to do anything, let alone, you know, be, be moms as well. Uh, Giselle, how has that been for you? You know, in the, in, oh, you've been doing this for a while now, you know, in the public eye, but how is it important to you to like to set a good example, not only for children in general, but, but for your family as well? Well, I appreciate the young mom's comment. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> and I will say uh, Marilyn is a role model to me. You know, I will never run for public office. I don't think I'm, strong enough or brave enough or tough enough or any of those things. So it's always great seeing women run. Um, it always makes me happy to see that because I know it won't be me ever in that place. Um, but I can cheer for her and root for her and work for her. And, and that's exciting. Um, but with parenting, I think with anything else, we find time for what is a priority to us. I think that's with everyone, right? I don't think I'm particularly busier than anyone else. Um, but it's what we choose to prioritize. So I say that to my kids for one day when they're in a relationship or the job they choose. Um, be around those who value you, right? And the same way I prioritize what's important to me. They should feel that they are priority to, to others um, in the work that they do as well. Yeah, both of you, Marilyn Moore, Lehigh County, uh, but of course, Giselle throughout the state, uh, you have seen more areas of Pennsylvania than most people do. How has that been? Like, I just, I envision, I'm reading your story, you know, coming to the United States uh, in, in the 90s and and not knowing English, you know, really, I, I think you had said, I was reading an interview where your mother even told you uh, to be silent, you know, to, to not be heard. Uh, it, that was a quote. You know, how has it been for you to travel throughout the state and see so many wonderful things and be very well heard and be very well, you know, recognized? 
it's an incredible privilege. You no, know, her line was be invisible. Our family okay, was sorry, undocumented. No, our family was undocumented, which meant any misstep could have resulted in deportation, which meant we would be going back to a country that we fled. So, you know, you keep your head down low and you work hard and you just you keep going. But I've had the the chance to travel the entire state multiple times and and be around people who think differently than me, who look sure. differently than me, who believe in different things and and still try to find common ground and still have a conversation. Um, Pennsylvania is a really beautiful state too, so there's a lot of beautiful places. To <laughs> um, Hold on, I gotta let I gotta let him downstairs. <laughs> My dog jumped up too. He's like, what? What did I hear? <laughs> He's fine. He's good. Okay. Um, he's I apologize. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a great opportunity, and I'm grateful to have a voice after not having one for very long. I, I take it very seriously. Um, what I focus on, what I work on, what I amplify. I don't think I, I take it very seriously. Having a platform is a great honor that everyone I think who has one should take it very seriously. And Marilyn, you're a transplant to to the Lehigh Valley area, to Lehigh County. Um, I mean, you've been here for what 15 years, so it's not like you're brand new. Uh, how has it been for you to go throughout the county to, I'm sure, places that you know not everybody's visiting Albertus or Emmaus every day, you know, if they live in Allentown. So, how's it been for you to learn more about the county that you live in? I'm happy to say that I've seen most of the areas of Lehigh County that I'm traveling to. I I've been to Center Valley. I've been to Coopersburg. I know. I know Inside Scoop. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've had, um, and I always, you know, plan my life around eating. So I, I tend to, <laughs> in between door knocking, try and find a way to. All right, we need to go to Caddy Corner. That's what we're doing while we're in Catasauqua, um, because I find that sometimes food is a way in to see how people relate to each other. Um, but my husband's family is actually from Scranton, so I've spent time yes, up I've... north and through practice, I've been, yeah, I've been to parts of Pennsylvania that you probably don't even realize you're still in Pennsylvania. That you could go that far north and still be in Pennsylvania, like Pike County. That was part of my I, practice. I grew up in Wayne County, which is even oh, further up there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sneaky north. Yeah, sneaky far yeah. north. But um, no, I've. And my husband's family's husband, my husband's father is originally from Duryea. So, you know, I knew old Forge pizza for years. <laughs> it's just, it's just what it is. So I, I've, I, I love, I love Pennsylvania. I, I think I have greater perspective on Pennsylvania because I've spent time away from it too. I always, mm -hmm. I see value in getting out of the state. What do they say? I, I don't mean to interrupt, but there's a conversation we had that Pennsylvania has the most amount of people who don't, travel outside of Pennsylvania or end up living, you know, right next to where they, they grew up. Yeah. You're likely to live and die in Pennsylvania, be born in and then die in Pennsylvania is one of the, um, the, the things I think Brian Sims said something like that, but it, it's true. But I, I think my appreciation for Pennsylvania has a lot to do with spending time in DC, <laughs> spending some time in Ohio, <laughs> spending some time outside of Pennsylvania. Uh, and oh, what was I going to say? When we talk about uh, diversity, uh, I think you both can talk to this. We see we're seeing, I uh, hopefully, more and more um, diversity when it comes to elections. Uh, people who are running. Do you think that's something that's going to continue as we encourage more and more? 
people of minorities to run for office or to to seek to get involved? I think every new person who takes a position inspires that many more to go for it. So I hope that's an ongoing trend um, that becomes a norm. You know, our numbers in the state aren't great if we look even nationally. Um, mm -hmm. So I would like this to be normal, right? That this is what happens. We have diverse politicians. We have diverse diversity in all spaces. And really, you would be the first. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You no, know, you're. I'm sorry. You were going to say I'd be the first African American judge yeah. in Lincoln County's history, <laughs> in your history. Sorry about that. Um, it's one of the more striking things about when I relocated here in 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 2006. And I worked prior to that in Philadelphia. I'd grown up in Pittsburgh, and to see black and brown professionals was not unusual. You know, particularly mm -hmm. in Philadelphia, you go to lunch as, as an attorney and you'd see lots of people of many different races having their business lunch. And that, that was certainly an adjustment um, for me here, but I, I'm doing my best to normalize that. And, and you can only do that with more people running. And there, there aren't too many African-American people running for public office up here, but, you know, to do it and quite frankly, to do it looking as I do with my hair that isn't, you know, you know, standard kind of a, a politician hair is, is, you know, a, a bit of a, um, a radical act and it, it might not feel like it, but it, it, it is, it just looks different when I'm showing up at someone's door. And no one's ever seen anyone that's looked quite like me showing up at their door and saying, oh, you should vote for me, <laughs> for judge. That's interesting. Um, I want to go into, we have a little bit of time left, some of the more fun stuff. Uh, Giselle, clearly uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman has, has a stance on Wawa versus Sheets. Do you care <laughs> at all? Does it? No, I actually really like Loves. I mean, I'm on the road so much. I I've been spending a lot of time at Loves. And at Loves, you can get everything. Like, you can get cowboy hats, a shower. I mean, whatever you need, Loves has it. So I actually, I think I like Loves the most right now. But I, it, it's a gas station with a grocery store. I mean, like, let's keep it real. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, but go ahead. No, I, I, I'm... I'm very fascinated by this. And I think I grew up in Pittsburgh at a time when Sheets wasn't really big. So I, I mm -hmm. Wawa is probably closer to what I deal with on a regular basis. But I find it very odd that people want to get food on a regular basis from a gas station. Wawa is now doing catering and we're getting the proliferation of Wawa's here is actually very unsettling to me. It is getting to be a little bit. <laughs> And they're, they're they're the size of like a, a small amusement park. Like you walk in there, they're they're huge. There was one. There's just an Emmaus that opened that, you know, you have self checkout and everything. You don't even need to talk to anybody at Wawa anymore, which is probably isn't a good thing. I don't. I, I don't and I, I'm a bit of a, a hippie when it comes to cars. We have one plug-in car and one hybrid. So I'm I'm always trying to spend less time at gas stations <laughs> as a general proposition. So it, it's. It's disheartening how much time people spend at Wawa. 
Yeah, that's true. I feel bad now because I, I love it. We live down the street from one. So it's very handy. I mean, you're getting your gasoline and your food at the same time. <laughs> I don't see a problem with any of it. What are your feelings on pierogies? I mean, this is a very Pennsylvania thing. I like pierogies. I went to the pierogi festival at Kennywood and ate as many pierogies as I could. I mean, I grew up, our version of a pierogi would be like, you know, we had empanadas and we had like, right. so it's a version of it. So it's not unfamiliar. I mean, potatoes, how do you go wrong with potatoes and cheese? I mean, yeah, but it's funny too. You go. I have friends who live out west. They don't know what pierogies are. Like you say it, and they look like you just said it. How sad to be That's to sad. live a life without a pierogi. And then I explain it like you just did, and they get very excited because yes, it's so simple. That's <laughs> why it's so wonderful. In a, a pocket. Now I, I grew up on pierogies. Um, sadly, Mrs. T's, which I know there's there are probably people crying right now at the thought of eating a frozen pierogi, but that's what. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I I, I can make a Mrs. T pierogi taste very good. But I'm married to a, a gentleman who's Polish, so we've just expanded our you know our our, our offerings. My mom literally made huliski last night for us because who doesn't love butter and noodles? You know. <laughs> And that's one of the things you mentioned Old Forge and we talked about Braddock and what I love about Pennsylvania is all these small towns or even the cities have their own stories to them, you know, in their own culture. You go to Old Forge and all those pizza places are there for a reason, you know, like, and they all have stories with them. So I just think it's fantastic to find out, especially when when you're traveling throughout Pennsylvania uh, so much. I know that you guys recently had and I was upset that I was not able to make it. Uh, but you recently met in Emmaus. How was that? Because I know that it's, I've been saying to people, you know, I've been talking to you online or in a Zoom for the last year. And to finally see, see someone in person is fun. So um, how was how that event? And, and um, how are some of the events coming forward as we get closer to the election? I mean, I'll say I was like starstruck. It was very exciting to finally meet her in person. Um, it was a lovely event. She's talking about you. <laughs> and I, I got to hang out with her mom, who's so great. Um, and I got to hold Susan Wald's dog. It was lovely. I had really good taco, a really good nachos from the taco truck. I mean, I'm like Marilyn. I love to eat. I love that your, you know, your ethos is to plan around food. I think I'm gonna great. feel that. I, I really connected with that. Um, but yeah, it was just, I, I love meeting my like online friends in person and, and really connecting that way. And, and I want to say that um, I'm really excited about Marilyn Redding because she is, is really kind and like a really nice person. And working in politics, unfortunately, that's not the norm. That's not <laughs> the most that I see and deal with. Um, so it's it's unique and it's it makes me happy. Um, and uh, so it was really nice to finally connect in person. Well, and, and I have to tell you that um, I was taken aback by just how nonchalant Giselle and John were entering this event. You know, in my mind, it was, you know, and I, I went to an event earlier in the day where there were secrets. Well, I don't know that there's secret service per se because it's state level, but there were definitely people with things in their ear and weapons at their side that were making sure the, the world was um, secure, but they just walked in. <laughs> I just said, oh, there they are. And 
just walked up to them and, you know, to my surprise, they actually, you know, recognized me. I have done some light stocking, so that's why <laughs> they were able to recognize me. But it was just like you, you, you really helped me with my mom. My mom thinks like, like I said, she thinks I'm a big deal now because you're like, North Red Rock. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, yeah, that, me. <laughs> no, I spent most of my time walking around in a sort of, me? Are you sure? And how is it, I mean, Marilyn, of course, and, and Giselle probably to a little bit more extent, uh, one last question, because I know we're kind of late here. How is it you have to be online? You got like, if this was maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I, I'm sure you have, we would have a little bit more downtime or a little bit more personal time. Uh, how, how do you guys cope with some of that stress or being able to get five minutes to yourself? Is that something that you try to schedule in there as well? If you can. I'll let Marilyn go first, because maybe she has some good tips for me. Well, um, my my downtime is, you know, George, 5 a.m. I get up and I go to my basement and I work out and I practice my Spanish. And that's that hour or so is my time. It's often the only time that I get during the day that's completely mine to do with what I please. And that's what I've, I've been choosing to do is. But run. that's important. Like if you don't have that time you know you could get sidetracked and it, you might not be able to perform as well or be grumpy uh, I, I would definitely be grumpy without a workout in the morning <laughs> but that's what i do i have to get a lesson in because i'm really adamant about speaking spanish well here in this mm -hmm. community i think that's um right anyone that says they want to serve a community has to be trying to communicate with that community and this community has a lot of Spanish-speaking people. So that's a primary goal of mine and has been for a few years. If you need to practice, buddy, yo hablo español, podemos hablar juntas. ¿Dónde quieres, okay? Sí. Sí, puedes practicar todo lo que quieras. Yo enseñaba salsa. Cuando yo estaba en la universidad, yo bailaba y enseñaba salsa. Todos mis alumnos eran latinos, la música que yo escuchaba, entonces... Podemos hablar cuando quieres. Qué bueno, ¿hablas portugués también? Sí, también falo sí. portugués. Entonces tú puedes hablar tres idiomas. Ajá. I studied, I, I've also studied peaceful healing in Arabic. But those, wow. I'm very rusty. But I'm fluent in Spanish, Portuguese, and English. So yeah, anytime you need a practice buddy. You just call up the, the second lady of Pennsylvania and you got me. <laughs> about shows, I would love to talk about you. Uh, ahora estoy narrando la, la Reina de Flo. Uh -huh. Yeah, novelas are amazing to watch. Novelas are such good practice. Are you talking like the soap operas? Yes. The, the Spanish soap operas? Yes. Yeah. I'm even familiar with those. They're very dramatic. <laughs> We're talking about a show called The Queen of Flo. Um, it's muy dramático. It's just so, there's so much plot that they're just churning. I don't know how they have writers for what they're doing. Yeah. Novellas, I think, prepare me for the world. Like nothing shocks me, right? Like I can handle anything. Cause I grew up watching novellas where it was just insane things happening to people at all times. So people That's say, funny. how do you not react? And I'm like, because you know, it happened to Flora when I was growing up and you know. <laughs> well, I feel like people who learn English by watching sitcoms. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's, ghosts are nothing. It, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's um, <laughs> I tell people all the time about Spanish. My world is bigger because I speak Spanish, and I didn't have to leave Lehigh County to make my world larger. I just needed to learn another language because, you know, what what is being discussed on La Mega is different than what's being discussed on other radio stations. You know, what Las Noticias, it, it's different. It, the, mm -hmm. the issues are different. They're not talking about the same things. And even when they are talking about the same subject matter, they're talking about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's definitely important, even for my daughter who is five, she goes and we're excited for her to have that you know, again, growing up in rural Wayne County, we didn't have that opportunity early on. And she's going to be able to to kind of get some immersion in that, which is great. So, hey, I promise you guys 30 minutes. I know you're super busy and we're at 30 minutes. So I know, I know next time, like if, if this went well, then maybe again, we could do it. I, I appreciate your time and thank you so much. Uh, this was short notice. We just figured, hey, we'll give it another shot and it worked. So yay, accomplished. I'm so happy. <laughs> No, this is so awesome. I, I this yeah, is great. Obviously, you didn't have to, but you were so gracious. I put you on the spot, and you're like, "Sure, I'll do." It. <laughs> well, for the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Okay, so all right, guys, I'll let you go, and thank you to everybody who watched. We are gonna, you know, re-upload this as a podcast as well, so you'll get a chance to listen. And I want to thank again, Marilyn Shields. I had this ready for you. Be sure to visit ShieldsForLCJudge.com. Uh, we only have what, like 15 or 16 days uh, from now, no, Leah County. Not 15 or 16. I'm sorry. We have 14 days until the end of voting on November 2nd. Four, 14 days. It's very important. Go vote. So, again, and Second Lady of Pennsylvania, Giselle Fetterman, thank you so much as well. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.